to the word of God. I thank God for giving me this opportunity to stand before you on this morning. If you can grab your Bibles, I'm going to just read a couple scriptures um, this morning. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Giving honor to the shepherd of this house, to Apostle Merritt. Hallelujah, my husband. Glory to God. We thank God for you, sir. Thank God for each and every one of you in your respectful places. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to turn to, let's see, we'll start in um, 1 Kings today. 1 Kings 17. And we'll go to the first, uh, the first, first scripture, first verse there. 1 Kings 17 and 1, and then we'll go to 1 Kings 17 and 24. And surprisingly, I did not write out the scripture, so I'm going to have to read it from the screen here. Um, 1 Kings 17 and 1, hallelujah. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before, for before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Let me read that again. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be due nor rain these years, but according to my word. According to my word. Go ahead, take me to verse 24, please. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God. And that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. And the woman said to Elijah, now, take me back. Now by this I know that thou art a man of God. It did not say a child of God. Thou art a man of God. And that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, you may have your seats. Hallelujah. As you're taking your seats, look at your neighbor and say, according to my word. According to my word. Father God, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus for your word, which is quick and powerful. We thank you right now, Lord God, that you will allow me, Lord God, to deliver what you have given unto me, Lord God, with precision and power in this place, oh God. We thank you for the truth of your word, Father. We thank you right now, Lord God, that we will leave, Lord God, with a fresh revelation, oh God, of that which you are sharing with us on today, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, oh God, that we will come up and I thank you right now, Lord God, that we will look like what we look at, God. I thank you right now, Lord God, as our attention and our focus, Lord God, continues to be upon you, Lord God. I thank you that we'll be conformed, oh God, into the image of the almighty God. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We thank God this morning. We have been spending much time, time over the past few weeks, learning about and actually coming of age ourselves. God has given us what we need to come of age. And now it is time for us to act our age. 
We have had enough over these past few weeks and for most of us, man, over the past few years that we should be able to be mature by this time. We understand that we release heaven now. We don't just wait to go to heaven. Apostle has been preaching this. We understand that we don't wait for the glory to come, but we are the dispensers of glory now. It is time for us to come of age and not only come of age, but to now act like our age says that we are. 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. Come on, you all should know this scripture. When I was a child, I, as a child, I understood. I thought, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. It is time for us, it is high time for us to put away childish things and get on the, it was the business of our father. Now don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with being a child. I have five beautiful children and I don't want them to rush into trying to become an adult. Okay, there's purpose in them being a child. However, they do know that when they will become an adult, and when they become an adult, they have the responsibility to act like the adult that they are. They would not be walking around here looking like a grown man or a grown woman, but acting the same way that they're acting today. Not so. They are, there was a socially accepted time for them to nurse, there's a socially accepted span of time for them, for me to spoon feed them. There's a socially accepted time where they should no longer be messing on themselves. There's a socially accepted time frame for them to desire to play video games all day. At some point, it is or will soon be time for them to put away those childish things. If I was still spoon-feeding J.C. as big as he is every meal, you all would look at us strange and know something was wrong with him, me, or both of us. James celebrated, and I don't know where he is. His, he will be celebrating his sixth birthday on tomorrow. But if I allowed him to walk around with a pacifier in his mouth, still to this day, you would know something was wrong with me or him at that point, right? So as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. I said there's nothing wrong with being a child. At some point, when they were younger, those things were okay. But as they have gotten older, those things are not uh, in there. They should not be doing those things any longer. One thing we must understand that even as a child naturally develops, the children of God do so as well. Do not be discouraged with those that haven't put away all their childish things yet. They just may be appearing, okay? If I showed you a picture of Taylor at the age of 10, wasn't that long ago, five years ago, you would see that there are a lot of things that are the same, but there are a lot of things that are now different. Five, year ago, five years ago, again, it's really not that long, but something that she did at 10, at 15, she has no desire to do anymore. There's just some things she has outgrown, if you will. I would like to begin this morning again, taking a look at this familiar passage of scripture from 1 Kings 17 and 1, as we just read. And it said, I'm going to read it from a few different translations. And here I actually wrote it down. It says, and Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be do nor rain these years, but according to my word. Okay, that's what we read. 
In the New Living Translation, it says there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. And in the Good News Translation, very similar, it says there will be no dew or rain for the next two or three years until I say so. Don't you know there are things that are waiting to be restricted according to your word? There are things that are waiting to be released when you say so. Now, before, you know, we start critiquing my every word, let me set this up for you. Give me some time. I will bring it all together, and I'm still going to be saved. I'm still going to have the Holy Ghost, and I'm still be in alignment with the word that's been going forth in this house. When I say my word, I'm talking about his word. Okay? So let me put it all, put it all together. You have to learn to keep listening. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God based on Romans 10 and 17. Children love to take the first bit of what they hear, the first few phrases of something and run with it. No, you need to learn how to sit still, be attentive, and keep listening. Put away childish things. In this text, Israel and the kings that ruled over them had made God pretty angry. Okay, even after all he had showed them, he was a provider, he was a deliverer, he was a sustainer, all these different things. They still chose to make and worship other gods. King after king, the story was the same, progressing in their evil ways. The Bible describes the king's reign and would say each time that they did more evil than all the kings who were before them. Therefore, God sends a prophet on the scene. In chapter 17 of 1 Kings, we see Elijah suddenly appears, and it seems like out of nowhere. He pronounces a judgment over Israel because of their sin, and it happened according to his word. How was this so? What was so special about Elijah that he had this type of audacity, he had this type of authority, he had this type of power that he could hold up an act of nature? Turn with me to James 5 and 17. And let's see what it says about Elijah. 5 and 17. And if you could, if I can have that in the NIV, I'm sorry I should have said that to begin with. Elijah 5, 17 and 18 in the New International um, Version. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Elijah was a man just like us. Okay, my question was, what made Elijah so different? Okay, let's look at what the Bible says. Elijah was a man just like us. Okay, again, I'm going to ask you. What was so different about Elijah that he had the power, the authority, and audacity to hold up nature according to his word? Okay, let's go back to the Bible. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and what? It did not rain on the land for three and a half years. 
So he, if he is a man just like us, what does that mean about me? What kind of power do I have in my mouth? What kind of authority do I have in my mouth that I am not yet using? What can I hold up and what can I release that I am not doing because I don't realize that Elijah was a man like me and if he could do it, then that means I can do it too. Our translation describes him as a man subject to like passions as we are. One, transla one translation states that his nature was like ours. So what does this mean? What Elijah did, we have the same ability and right to do as well when we come of age. When we come of age, it is our inheritance to ask what we will and it be given to us. When we come of age, it is a promise to be able to call those things that are not as though they were and watch things change according to our word. Promises hinge on the coming of age, not the measure of what we want. Come on, Apostle has told us this. Promises hinge on us looking like God, being conformed into the image of God. Come on, this is the word of God that we should be eating on and we should be growing from and we should be appearing because of what we have received. This is nothing new. Elijah could have wanted Israel to be punished all he wanted, but nothing would have moved according to his words if he was not of age. If he was not mature, nothing would have moved. If he did not resemble the God that he served, who was his father, his words wouldn't have the power that it did. Many times we're walking around decreeing and declaring and saying this and saying that, but it has no power because we have not come of age. You're not grown enough to say that. You're not grown enough to decree that. You're not mature enough to say that and watch things move. Elijah was using the goods of his inheritance. Maturation is permission from manifestation. Again, maturation is permission from manifestation. Galatians 3 and 29 states that if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Elijah's name itself told the story of his position with God. Elijah means Yahweh is my God. So again, we see Elijah step onto the scene. Again, Suddenly, it seems like out of nowhere, and he steps in the power of Yahweh is my God and commands nature to hold the reign according to his word because that's his inheritance. We know that God is the only one that controls nature. But because Elijah is mature, he is even able to command nature. Even the law of nature is designed to only last until we come of age. Get ready, sons and daughters. God is about to trust us with some things that only he has permission to do. I don't know if you heard me, but I, when God gave me that, I highlighted it in red. God is about to trust us with something that only he has permission to do. I don't care who you know, they're not going to be able to work it out for you. I don't care what kind of credit you got, they're not going to be work, work that out for you. But there are some things that only God has permission to do that he is about to do for us in this.
Amen. Our prayers and declarations are about to sound completely different. Look, in your, look at your neighbor and say, level up. It's time to go up. It's time to come of age. Level up. What places can you step in in the power of the name that God has given you and command a shift because that's your inheritance. You know children don't name themselves, right? They answer to what they've been called. They don't get it the first time, but as their parents and their loved ones keep calling them by their name, they realize, hey, that's my name, and I need to respond. And then they only respond to that name. I can now walk into my school in the power of dispenser of glory, and I can watch God overwhelm the place with his presence. I can walk into any place in the power of I am revival and now see the fire of God, hallelujah, be released all over that place. I can walk into the hospital in the power of I am healing and watch every sick person in that place pick up their sick beds and follow behind me because that's my name and because that's my name. That's my inheritance. Oh my God, that's good to me. As I have come of age, I can have that. Maturation breeds manifestation. I know I'm going to see some things differently because I've come of age. Hallelujah. It wasn't by happenstance that Elijah just knew what to say when he was before King Ahab. May I suggest to you that Elijah's language developed. Now, when babies are born into this world, they don't know how to talk. Children learn their language from their parents. The more people talk to children, the more apt they are to learn the language. Out of all of my children, Joseph learned to talk the fastest. By age one, Joseph could hold an entire conversation with anybody, an intelligent conversation with anyone. I attribute this mostly to him having two older siblings that talked to him a lot. I had them read to him a lot. Pastor would take him anytime he was studying the word, and he would hold him, and he would read the word of God aloud over him. I would sing over him. So he would have words just floating around him all the time. Now, our lives were not quite as busy as they are now. So we had more time at the house, and we were speaking all the time to him. So he learned those words very, very quickly. Um, this was constant at our house, day in and day out. Even before he could speak the words completely, there was an understanding of the words. Uh, give me a minute. I'm trying to use this computer, and I don't jump all kind of pl place. There we go. Hallelujah. Again, there was an understanding of the words he got just by association as we talked the words around him. He knew when I looked at him as sternly said, no, no. Even though he couldn't say no, no, he know if he don't stop what he was doing, he was about to get tapped, right? Well, he knew when I said bye-bye, he knew that mommy's about to leave and he was about to cry, okay? This was his understanding even before he could talk. As he got a little older, he got the rhythm of the words. He couldn't say them, but he could hum them, and he knew the motion of them. Think about the grace before dinner. And again, y'all, I'm just learning what the words really say to the grace as an adult. God is great. God is good. Let us thank for Man, I didn't know what I was saying. I was, God is great. God is good. And many of us don't know the right words still to this day. Let's be honest. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. 
So we got that. I'm like James with the Pledge of Allegiance. He just knows the rhythm of the words. We know bye-bye. We know the rhythm of that word. No, no, eh-eh. They, they pick up the rhythm of those words. As he matured, he finally began to speak. He spake what we spoke. There's no way I can expect any of my children to grow up in my house and speak Spanish. Why? Because Spanish is not the language of our home. There's no way I would allow my children or think my children should grow up and speak Hindi. Why? Because that's not the language of our home. So even so, that's how it is here in the body of Christ. You should not be speaking a foreign language. I don't expect my sons and daughters to speak something that hasn't been spoken in this house. That is not the language of our home. What are you talking about? What are you speaking? What are you saying? I don't understand. I don't comprehend. Again, the same things you have to understand. If you came, even if you came to this ministry as a mature believer, you still had to learn the language of the house. The same things goes if I went to China. If I moved to China and my intent was to stay there, I would have to learn how to speak man Mandarin or whatever that language is. Okay, I'm going to have to learn that language, the language of the house. Turn to your neighbor and say, we must know the language of the house. Some of you start talking, and I start giving you the side eye. Like, we don't, right, what you talking, we don't talk like that? What are you saying? Who have you been listening to? That's the question, because you picked that up from somewhere and from somebody, and it wasn't your parents. It was not your sisters and brothers. Even now, going back to Joseph, Joseph speaks However, he's still acquiring language. He's 10. There's still parts of language that he hasn't learned yet. He's still acquiring language. He's still learning language. As he continues to interact with others, as he continues to read and write, his ability to speak increases. Look at your neighbor and say, according to my word. As it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. As we come of age, we learn how to talk right. There are times as a parent, I have to speak on behalf of my children because they're not of age to speak on their own behalf. For example, JC got in a little accident a few months back, and so he had to give like a statement to the insurance company. I was not about to allow my child to set himself up and speak to an insurance agent on him, by himself. Me, as his mother, I'm going to speak on his behalf. He can be here. But I'm going to speak for him. I'm going to speak for him. Even when we go to school and there are decisions that need to be made, like their graduation plan or things like that, no, I don't leave that for them to do on their own. I speak for them. As a child, there are some times where you need to step back and allow the parent or the one who is more mature to speak on your behalf because you're not ready. Okay? Again, there's nothing wrong with being a child. The problem is when you want to stay there. When you want to stay a child. So it's okay being a child. You have to learn the antics of being a child and the do's and don'ts and all that good stuff. That's fine. But again, you can't stay there. You cannot stay there. As we come of age, we are given the ability to talk more precise. Or should I say we are given the opportunity to talk more precise because it is based on our hearing. As Elder Elect Davis has shared with us a few weeks ago, we hear to appear. A person who is born deaf has great difficulty speaking because they cannot hear the right words or the way of speaking. 
As we are maturing, we should be hearing at a higher decibel so that our words can line up with what has already been spoken. We need to be swift to hear and slow to speak. Many times we get a word like this and we are quick to apply the top layer of the word. We're ready to start the creed and the claim, like, oh, let's go, ready. But no, 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 dollface, you got to get all of this. Okay? You need to be more apt to hearing what's been spoken so that you will know how to speak correctly. Again, you need to be swift to hear and slow to speak. Nothing's going to respond to your words if your words are not the words of God that have been shared with you. You can't miss that. That's the major part of it. They have to align. What, you look, what do you look like telling me I'm going to live and not die to declare the works of the Lord, and every time I turn around, you're talking about how bad you feel, and you're ready to throw in the towel. What do you look like going around talking about you got, what you got to work on to appear, and we've already understood that there's no work for us to do. Beloved, we are the sons of God now. I am a son of God now. Stop the madness. You are a son of God now. We have to speak what's been spoken. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, according to my word. As children mimic their parents, they learn to form their own phrases and sentences. As you come of age, you strategically learn how to put those words and those phrases together in a seamless manner. You know when to say what. You know the proper tone. You know how quick to respond. You've learned the antics of language, and not because someone pulled you to the side and coached you, but it was more so by natural language acquisition. I believe that's how it's done in the spirit. It is a natural language acquisition. As you interact, as you listen, as you learn, as you just hear the word, of God, it is a natural language acquisition. Now let's go back to 1 Kings 17 and 1. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there should not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Elijah said, there shall not be a drop of rain until I say so. When we come of age, when we began to look like God, when we have the image of God, this extends our prayers into new dimensions and new dominion. Because Elijah was of age, he had the right and the responsibility to declare judgment upon Israel. Elijah was just not the prophet during the drought. He caused the drought with his mouth because his prayer reached new dimension and dominion. As a church body, I believe we have come of age and God has given us access to new dimensions and new dominion. Apostle, I know there are things that have been in your heart that you have dared to share with anybody, but God has said in this season, hallelujah, that he has given us permission to a new dimension and new dominion because we have come of age as a corporate body. I hear the Lord say, ask for what you know is impossible. 
ask for what you know is impossible. Do not doubt. Do not fear. Ask for what you know is impossible. This is the season that we have entered into, and this season is not just a season that will come and go, but this is a season called due. It's just due season, and this is a season that we shall live in from here to eternity. Hallelujah to God. And God is saying that in this due season that we can ask what we will, and it shall be. Hallelujah to God. And I'm show He said, ask for what you know that only I can do. He said, ask for the impossible. Hallelujah. Because that is the season we are in because we have come of age. Maturation breeds manifestation. We can understand and expect and know that there's manifestation. There's some things that are about to manifest because there has been maturation for this body. This is what looking like Christ gives us permission to do. Oh, now, my, 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 shit, just sharing a few things that the Lord spoke to me. He said, there are heavenly hosts waiting to be released on your word. Heavenly hosts. That doesn't mean one angel nor two. There's a group of angels, there's an army of angels waiting to be released at your word. There are angels, hallelujah, there are unemployed angels that are waiting, waiting for you to open your mouth, for you to come of age and be able to speak what has been spoken so they may be released on their next assignment. But they can't go until you grow up into him. Many of us have been charged with the assignment of being brokers of everything that we are believing God to do through the vision that Apostle has cast at the beginning of this year. How thy kingdom come. Come on, those things are those, those things shall happen. Hallelujah. As we come of age, as for what you know is impossible. Ask for what you know is impossible. Ask for what you know is impossible. Hey, Baba, ask for what you know is impossible. Hey, Rabba, ask for what you had about see Rabba show you. For what you know is impossible. Hey, Namba Shoto, Rabba Sataya, you have little Bashaya. Hey, Namba Shataya, Rabba Soto, Korobahaya. Hey, Namba Shed, Rabba Hoyoba, Shadamahaya. Hey, Apostle, with your permission, I feel the need to pray. Right there. Come on, can we stand to our feet?